this episode of the Naturist Living Show, Visible Minorities in Naturism. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca to episode 19 of the Naturist Living Show. My name is Stéphane Deschaines. I am your host for this podcast, and I'm also the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. I receive a lot of uh, very positive comments, uh, a lot of encouragement, a lot of emails, and I, and I really do appreciate it. And I, I thought actually I would read a few that I've received over the last few months. Um, I apologize. I can't read them all. There's actually that many. So please don't take any offense. I've just uh, almost randomly selected a few. So Dan sent me an email in uh, December after I launched the uh, episode on gymnophobia. And he says, mixed feelings. And when I first read that, I thought, "Uh uh-oh, maybe this is one of the first negative comments I'm getting. But it's not. He says... It was so great to listen to the Gymnophobia program today on my iPod. So great to hear balanced thoughts, mature observations, and an all-around sense of healthy reality came through at every part of the program, which then inevitably made me sad, very sad. Why is Stefan's thought paradigm so extremely rare, so unheard of, and even considered radically strange by most? I can only hope that this kind of common sense I heard today will catch on, will be the norm in the future. If I have any influence and luck, then maybe I will be part of that future as well. Thanks, Stefan, and keep up the good work. And then John from the UK says, Another great show! Living in the UK and having seen a couple of the items you mentioned, I think you've got your analysis of attitudes about right. By the way, could you send me the name of your theme tune, as I'd love to get the sheet music. Thanks, John. And sure, I can, but and I did, as a matter of fact, but I thought I'd go and give it a plug at this point, because uh, the song is called The Day We Met, and it's by Mark Hodges, who very kindly gave me permission to use it as a theme song for the show when I first started. And if you go to the uh, show notes uh, on the website at naturistliving.bearoaks.ca, On the right-hand column, there is a link where you can go and get the music yourself. Uh, It says theme music, and there's a link there to Mark Hodges' song in the website. And then Rick tells me, I really appreciate your podcasts. I take your episodes with me on walks through the woods. During warmer weather, I can enjoy my hikes in the nude while I listen. Now, in winter, listening while bundled up. It keeps me warm, thinking of spring and the opportunity to be nude again in nature. Keep up the great work. Regards, Rick. And Ernie says, Just want to drop a line to say thanks for the Nature's Living Show podcast. Each month, I look for the notice on my browser that a new show has been posted. I come from a very socially conservative background. My father was always interested in naturism, though. As a child, I remember him reading naturist magazines. He never got the nerve to go to a naturist venue. He would sit around the house nude, but when I came over, he would run and put on clothes. 
which always left me feeling that in his deepest self he must think being nude around others is wrong. My journey to naturism is like so many others. My wife was very reluctant to go with me. When the day came that, in order to shut you up on this subject, she went, things changed fast. Your podcasts bring much of the early experience back and fills in so much of the history and ideals of naturism. So thanks again, Ernie. Dieter sent me an invitation to uh, join a Yahoo group called the uh, Reluctant Partner Community, or RPC. He says, as a group moderator, I found your most recent podcast about women and naturism particularly interesting, useful, and appropriate. Because of this, I'm going to recommend your show in that episode in particular to the group. That way, your fine, interesting podcast will experience a greater reach. Um, anyway, and then he goes on to explain what RPC is, and it, it's and it's mostly men, because generally um, he finds that it's the women that are most reluctant to join or try naturism, and that's what, this is like a support group. And I did join the group, and uh, I was particularly flattered uh, to read one uh, account um, from Rick, and I, I won't uh, read the whole thing, because he tells the whole story about how uh, basically, his wife is coming around, and uh, but on, in one of the paragraphs, he says uh, on his postings on the Reluctant Partner Community, he says, Stefan's Naturist Living show is a huge help, though. I had a captive audience on a recent trip. I copied episodes 13, Nudity in the Human Body, Part 1 of 3, 14, Gymnophobia, Part 2 of 3, 15, Nudity on British Television, Part 3 of 3, 17, Women in Naturism, and the recent episode, 18, Sunshine of Vitamin D. I also have a couple of other shows I have found and played them, 13 and 17. We still have not spoken about them, but her initial comments were very good, and she even asked that I continue after a gas stop. I'm still looking forward to playing the others for her and talking about it. Anyway, I... I and he goes on and talks about uh, his uh, discussions and efforts. And I, I think that's fantastic, but it, it's it's very satisfying to read that because that is part of the reason that I'm doing this is to help others uh, get the word out. And it's not just about what I'm saying, but uh, especially in the Women in Naturism episode, it's about what other women are saying who were initially reluctant and who have now discovered naturism and realize how fantastic it is. Today's episode actually comes out of an email um, that I received from George. Uh, George runs the Naturist Review, which is a, a blog, uh, Naturist, uh, the naturistreview.blogspot.com. And uh, he says, I'm George of the Naturist Review blog. I have a story suggestion for one of your show. Um, and I wrote a piece about the lack of people of color in naturism, and he puts a link to that particular post. Maybe it's something you want to discuss on your show. Keep up the good work, George. And yeah, in fact, that was a very interesting topic. It's something that I've noticed. Uh, the lack of uh, visible minorities at Bear Oaks is a concern. Uh, we don't discriminate. We welcome all people. I mean, it's about acceptance of self. That's what naturism is about. And about acceptance of others. And certainly religion, creed, color, uh, gender, none of that, uh, sexual preference, none of that should be a problem in naturism. But it is. Um, it isn't at Bear Oaks, but we still have a lack of minorities. So I thought, let's do this show. And so I invited two people to join me. The first guest that I invited to participate, of course, and he accepted, uh, was George from the Naturist Review. Obviously, he had some knowledge in the topic. 
But I also contacted Andre. Uh, he lives in the UK, a little further away, but through the magic of uh, telecommunications, it doesn't really make much difference. Um, he is the author of another blog called I Naked slash I Nudist. And it can be found at i-naked.tumblr, spelled T-U-M-B-L-R.com. And he had also discussed uh, the lack of visible minorities in some of his blogs. So I thought I'd invite him to participate as well. Of course, the links to both of their blogs will be on the show notes. Uh, so if you want to go and uh, subscribe to their uh, blog and read up, there's lots and lots of interesting articles on both their blogs. The website address where you find all the links in the show notes, of course, is natrisliving.bearoaks.ca. Well, George, since you were the instigator of this podcast topic, uh, why don't we start with you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, I'm a I'm in California, America. I've been a naturist since maybe the early '90s. I've been a member of Elysium Fields, which is now closed, and also uh, Glen Eden in, uh, I believe, Corona, California. I started in naturism at Black's Beach and other nature's beaches. Actually, I saw an ad in a magazine for the uh, Nature Society, and I became a member and started, oh, first, actually, I started, I got their magazine, and then I became a member. So I have not been a naturist consistently, though. I've been, I go in and I go out, and uh, I have, you know, periods where I've been in naturism and then periods that I've not been a naturist. And George, you also maintain a blog, right? Oh, yes. My blog, I, it's a, a very eclectic. I talk about things that are going on in the naturist community. I show naturist uh, uh, videos. Anything that is naturist, I try to include in my blog. Great. And how about you, Andre? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Right, where, where, where to begin? I find it's easy to write, write this down and talk about it. But anyway, I, okay, there's Andre. I'm 25 years old and I'm a naturist from the United Kingdom. I've been a naturist now for about, I say, about two, if not three years. And after, and after about a year as a naturist, I was considered writing a blog called I Naked, I Knew This, and which has been quite successful online. To just tell others about how I enjoy naturism and I hope others might be inspired from it, really. Um, so, yeah, so I, I remember my first ever Nature's event was a, a swimming club in a, near, in a nearby city, which is where I live. And I must admit, it was incredibly nervous going there, being by myself. And I think one of my biggest concerns at, at the time was actually the age gap. I, and one thing I noticed when I entered into the local swimming baths was... Um, I was that's the youngest person there. Luckily, there were a few other younger people, and the couples came in and befriended them. And well, I've been well enjoying naturism ever since. And I've been able to go to more landed clubs and other swims around the United Kingdom. And I've been to a nature spa, I've towards the south of England. And hopefully, if I get a chance this year, maybe even take part in the Golden Naked Bike Ride as well in Brighton. So the topic of this uh, podcast, of course, is uh, visible minorities in naturism. And because this is audio only, nobody can tell uh, that any of us are a visible minority or not. And uh, in fact, the only thing we can tell uh, because it's audio is that you, Andre, are uh, obviously not from North America by your, your accent, uh, but you could still be uh, part of a visible minority or not. And that, that's one of the 
great things, I guess, in some ways about uh, this audio format. But both of you are, in fact, visible minorities. So uh, why don't we start with uh, you, Andre? Uh, tell us about which visible minority you belong to. Well, I'm, I think the textbook name of people for myself is Afro-Caribbean. Uh, in other words, I'm, I'm a black individual, and my family origins are from Jamaica, and I came to United Kingdom, good grief, during the 1950s, and stayed ever since. Um, yes, I'm a, because I'm a black British national. And what about you, George? Yes, I'm an Asian-American uh, naturist, which is actually pretty rare. Uh, one, I've gone to a lot of clubs and stuff like that. I never see an Asian-American naturist. Never? Uh, maybe once a long time ago, uh, but the clubs I've, I've frequented and gone to, a uh, majority are Caucasians. And what about for you, Andre? I assume that even in the UK, uh, visible minorities are underrepresented in naturism as well. Definitely. Uh, I'll be honest with you. If we go to my own my local nature's club in in the neighbouring city, I am, I think, me, myself, and, and another individual are from ethnic minorities. Up to like, there's three, actually. There's one, there's one lady from Japan. But yes, I am including minorities. <laughs> George, you specifically mentioned Asian Americans as minorities, but do you see other minorities in nature's clubs in California? Uh, I've seen... Uh... Hispanic Americans and I've seen African Americans, but Asians are really not into naturism. That's interesting. So, despite the fact you're very clearly American bred and raised, um, you think there is a cultural difference because you are an Asian American? Yes, there's a sense of uh, when you're Asian American that you have a sense of pride uh, that you don't bring shame to your family, uh, you save face, and you know. It's not something I talk about. It's not something I tell people. Um, in fact, I see a lot of these naturists on their blogs, and they, you know, they have a nude picture of themselves. But that's something that I can never do. For one of the reasons is cultural, and the other reason is privacy. And what about you, Andre? Uh, you were born and raised in the UK. You've uh, always lived in the UK. Yes, yes, all my life, yes. And so, would you say that um, you have a different cultural sense because you are a visible minority in the UK? It's a hard one to say really. Um, I was brought up in quite a conservative Christian family so for me I think it's, I think probably could be cultural through my, particularly for my grandparents in terms of how they read the body in a, you say, in a religious context and so, and so forth from there. Um, so I think I don't know, just a week it's something I've been trying to answer for quite a while. I haven't got a real answer. I think it's something great into us. And I think it's, oh, again, without sounding offensive, I think a lot of people in my culture see, consider nature to be a past only for a certain racial group. Say, in other words, a, a thing that only appeals to white people, whereas for black people it could be something completely different. So I wouldn't... I I haven't got a real answer. Why, really? I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's fear of being the odd one out, or they again link nature to sex. I don't. I just don't know. So what you're saying, Andre, is that you believe that there are cultural differences um, in visible minorities, even if they were born and raised in the UK. I believe so. Yes, I think there is. A, I think there's a belief. 
if a girl feels like tangent away from nature, I think I believe it's a belief in our in a culture, and probably the same thing in North America there, where black people believe certain things can and can't be done by by them, and probably vice versa. And I think nature comes as one of those things that just isn't done by black people, or should it? I don't isn't done or should it be done? I just don't know. So it's it's a weird one. It just I don't. Just, uh, there's, no, there's no real clear answer. And sometimes wonder if it's a case of, you know, like marketing. We don't see pictures of black nature. We just assume that it isn't, isn't for them, really. I don't, don't know. It's a weird one. So, George, when you visit uh, a nature's club, your nature's club or another nature's club, do you feel different? Um, yes, I do. For one reason, uh, well, actually for two reasons. One, that I'm a male. And on beaches, you know, and in clubs, sometimes single males are, are receive unwanted attention. And also that because I'm not Caucasian, I receive unwanted attention. Uh, there's been some clubs out here in California that I was made to feel less than comfortable. You were made to feel less comfortable because you're Asian American? Uh, I believe so. There's one major nudist club in the San Bernardino County of California that I visited and the people were very standoffish, not very friendly. And when I asked the owner, how many minorities do you have at this club? And he goes, well, we don't have any minority members. Wow. That's really unbelievable. I mean, this day and age, it sounds like they were almost proud of that fact. Yeah. Well, it's, I just felt very creepy and just very unwanted. Nobody came up to me and said anything but no one, you know, it was just I felt very creepy, unwanted, and which is kind of strange. Southern California is a very diverse community. Uh, there's all mixtures of all types of people from all over the world. But yet when I go to these naturist clubs, I don't see that mixture that California has. Uh, in fact, some of these naturist clubs, they have... They're out in the what I call white flight areas, way out in the boonies. It takes an hour to get there, and and they're and they're known for people who've kind of left the L.A. metropolitan area uh, for these uh, white flight areas. What about you, Andre? Do you ever feel that uh, you don't belong when you visit a club because you're the only visible minority there? Well, I must admit, when I first went, I did feel like that at first. Um, but I must. Uh, how how can I answer this question without sounding even a little bit offensive? I, I could say I'm, I'm used to it. Really, it depends on whether be it's going to visit my local pub, going to the uh, my the grocery store, news, and the post office. It, it's a for me it's an everyday occurrence. So it didn't really bother me that much. I I, I tell I, I could tell really that I wasn't well to put my clothes on and like vice versa, but. For me, it didn't really bother me, or it didn't really, I just took a bit of a pinch of salt, really. I just, I kind of knew that minorities in naturism is a very rare thing anyway, and, and, and you could argue I'm a bit of a pioneer. But for me, it was expected, so it wasn't really any real shock to me. What about in the regular world, in, in the textile world? Do you guys experience any discrimination anymore as a visible minority? George, do you want to take that one first? Uh, not anymore, Stefan, because uh, when I've, 
in my younger years, yes, because California has greatly changed. Uh, the areas I grew up in were mainly Caucasian, and now they're mainly Asian American or Hispanic American. So right now, in Southern California, there's a great shift from, uh, I would say, a monocultural, you know, monocultural or mono race to multiculturalism, meaning that you see people from all over the world. Uh, there's all kinds of different food. I can remember when sushi was a very extravagant food, and now you can get sushi anywhere. You can get sushi in the supermarket. You can get sushi anywhere. So things have greatly changed in Southern California. It's kind of sad that uh, naturism, which is supposed to be about uh, acceptance of self and others and all that, is the place in California, in the well, at least in the clubs, where you're still finding discrimination. Uh, you know, that's pretty backwards. Yes, it, it, it's it's quite uh, it's quite sad, especially if you really believe in the tenets of naturism that you know we're all the same, uh, and especially, which is strange that if we're all nude, we all have the same body parts. So essentially, naturism should bring out more of your hum humanity. What about you, Andre? In the UK, do you experience discrimination in the textile world? Nothing, nothing directly. I would argue indirectly. I suppose many black people might experience this both in Canada and America, where you might have, you might have been spoken slightly differently by service, by you know, maybe salon assistants and stalls and little, little things. But luckily for myself, I've got nothing major directly at towards me. I hope it stays like that as well. So I'm, I must admit, I've been quite lucky to not really directly head on any form of race or, or pressures against me. I kind of hope it stays like that, really. Um, but I'm pretty sure a lot of my friends and family can speak, because we'll say it otherwise, though, for themselves. You've both discussed uh, the, the fact that there are very few visible minorities in naturism in your blogs. Uh, what kind of reactions did you get uh, to your postings in the blog? George? Um, some were quite favorable. Uh, some were actually quite angry, like, why are you even discussing this? Uh, I didn't even, you know, uh, post those comments to my blog. Um, but in general, it was very favorable. Uh, but also there was some anecdotal, like people saying, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I have minorities at my club. And then I had other minorities, uh, minority readers write in and say, hey, I I'm right with you. I've had that same experience that you've had. So I've had all kinds of comments, but most of the comments have been very favorable and uh, actually was a, a very good topic to raise. How about you, Andre? You did have a discussion on your blog, I believe, about minorities in naturism, right? I have briefly, yes. I'm, I had a post once called Naturism Nature is Colorblind, and I said that re really... Right, I haven't, in my own personal experience, I never have ever encountered any negative or, I would say, racist experience of nationalism. If anything, it's even more accepting than, than the normal than society in general. Um, I find it a very positive experience. And I, I did try in my blog post to say that that is the case. It's a great, it's welcoming, and if you can, do try it. And what kind of reactions did you get to the post? Well, 
we've got two sponsors, and they were from two other black natures based in America, actually, saying how wonderful my post was. And, yes, basically, well, they didn't say much, actually. They just had a very good post and and disagreed with me. So, um, so yeah, so I think black natures do exist. They just, they just don't, talk, don't speak up, unfortunately. George, are you fairly open about the fact you're a naturist? Uh, do you tell your, your friends, your family outside of the naturist club? No, I, I don't um, for business reasons and for family reasons. And uh, the only person I've really told is probably a, a girlfriend or two. I really don't. Uh, I, I envy those that can go to, you know, they have a job and they or what have you, and they can go ahead and uh, say, hey, yeah, I'm a naturist and stuff like that. But if you have a job in a corporate atmosphere, uh, bringing that up is not a good idea. And also, you know, we have HR rules and stuff that could even be misconstrued as sexual harassment. What about you, Andre? Um, yes, I am, yes. Some of my family members do know, and a lot of my friends as well, yes. Well, the reason I'm asking is because I was curious whether when you tell people, uh, textiles that is, uh, who are of the same visible minority, do they have a different reaction than um, others? From my experiences, well, no, not at all, really. I'm usually, with textiles, it's usually the usual. Well, I get that no matter where the, the ethnicity is, I always get the same kind of sniggers and laughs about it. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and usually, a bit surprised. I think, if anything, probably, yes, surprised. So I think because of my background and, uh, and my personality, it's surprised that I must actually appeal to naturism, have a particular name of my church background. So I got more surprised about, about being a Christian than do being black of textiles, really. So, George, you talked about how you felt uh, some clubs were a little backwards and didn't welcome visible minorities. Um, do you find any discrimination like that on the nude beaches around California? Hmm, not really, because yeah, nude beaches is really not controlled. Uh, like here in California, we have Santa Ofri or we have uh, Black Speech, it's really not controlled like a club setting, meaning that there's no one saying you can come or you can't come. And then on nude beaches, people kind of tend to be by themselves. Uh, I've also seen a big change at nude beaches. People are less friendly. They kind of, uh, couples can tend to group over here. Gays seem to, uh, you know, congregate over here. So it's, it's uh, much more isolated there. People are kind of just there for their own thing and really don't encroach on other people or, you know, or talk to other people. So we all agree that there are less visible minorities in naturism than in the general population. So the question is, uh, why is that? I mean, we've talked about some cultural issues. We've talked about some discrimination. Um, is there one factor that's more important than the others? Are there other factors? Ultimately, why do you think there are less minorities in naturism? Hmm, that's a good question. I There's many reasons. I would say there's a, a cultural stigma, like I'm Asian-American. And even when I go to naturist parks, I feel a kind of sense of shame that maybe I'm doing something wrong, that I'll bring shame to my family, or that this is not way, you know how you're supposed to act. And also there just may be a, a difference in culture, meaning... 
naturism started out in Germany and Western civilization. And that's at odds who's somebody who does not come from that civilization, even though that I'm probably, my family's been here over a hundred years. Wow. So clearly your family has become very Americanized and it's still part of the culture of being Asian American. Um, do you think it's so, it's just part of the culture you're from, or do you think it's a general uh, issue for all Asians? I would say in Asia in general. Uh, in fact, it's, it's a well-known fact that in Japan, if you show a nude image, you cannot even show the pubic area. That is, at, at, it's okay to, like in pornography, to show a nude image, but the moment you show pubic hair, that causes a great stir. But I've heard that in Japan they do have communal nude bathing, so there is some comfort with nudity in Japan. Uh, I have been to Japan also, and that is true, but it's mostly you know males in the male area and females in the females. It's contextual. It's, you wouldn't see a nude beach per se in Japan with the whole families going. So it's, it's in context. I've read those counts in nature's books and in uh, uh, other narratives, but it's not as pervasive as people think. There's a contextual. If you're going to take a bath, that's fine. But anything outside of that, it, it's shameful and, uh, uh, you know, something to be ostracized. Well, we all agree that there should be more visible minorities in naturism, and certainly at Bear Oaks, I'd love to see more. Um, of course, these cultural differences you're talking about make it very difficult. And uh, it also becomes a bit of a chicken or the egg situation because, you know, if we have few visible minorities um, in naturism, that makes it seem like it's not for visible minorities or that visible minorities are not um, welcome. I mean, so, I mean, how do you market naturism to the visible minorities when you don't have a lot of them? It's a very complex problem because, on one hand, if, if you do try and uh, market to black or Asian people in terms of their like, pictures, some you could, some people might accuse you of tokenism by just putting pictures there for the sake of putting pictures there. Or on the flip side, it's hard because you could be accused of tokenism, or you could be accused of say, um, I don't know, just I don't, I don't how it's hard to explain. Um, it's it's a hard it's literally like the chicken and egg and someone has to someone has to stop somewhere it's just how and when I think it, I think the, I think one way you it, you could market it if that's the correct word nature to black people is having someone black actually saying about it I think if it without sounding offensive if you have someone white trying to market nature to someone that's black the, the black community or Asian community might take might be might be dubious of it. Whereas well, if someone black or Asian is actually saying about racism, they might be more likely to listen. It's it's a hard issue to try and navigate around without being offensive to anyone. Yes, photos are actually a big problem um, because that I mean there you really have a chicken and egg situation. Uh, at Bear Oaks, we have very few uh, visible minorities, and I'd like to include them in the marketing literature. And if you look at our website, you'll find, if you look carefully, that there are two pictures uh, with visible minorities in them, and that's it. Um, and I had to dig long and hard. It was intentional that I picked those pictures. They weren't necessarily the best pictures. 
So now when I'm taking more photos, of course, because we don't have many visible minorities, it's hard to find people willing to be in the photos. Um, you know, it's hard enough to find people willing to be in photos and published uh, in, in the general population of naturists, uh, but to then limit yourself to visible minorities which are underrepresented in the first place. Um, you know, you need, you need the people to be willing to be in the pictures. Absolutely. I, I would have no problem showing my nude body in, in photography because it, I don't find it extraordinary or, you know, shameful. But, you know, again, I'm worried about the cultural stigma from my family. And also I'm worried about, I've, I've spoken this on my blog, that there's individuals out there that will take your picture and uh, post it on their website or use it without your, you know, without any consent. It kind of goes back to that old, uh, I don't know if this is actually true about, you know, the explorer going into the deep, dark jungle, uh, finding some indigenous people, and then he takes a picture of them. And the indigenous people get all angry and everything, saying, hey, you're taking my soul away from me because, you know, they think that taking a picture has, is taking their soul. And in some way, that is kind of like the modern equivalent of that. So, gentlemen, what advice would you have for clubs who want to welcome more visible minorities and, and, and try to convince them to join naturism? Well, first of all, these at the club level, uh, some of these club managers or club owners, they have to be more open to uh, minority and minority concerns. Uh, they have to be, uh, they have to welcome visitors. Uh, some of these club owners really just don't get it. They're stuck in a kind of 1950s mentality. And as you know, uh, naturism is on the decline. So one of the things that these club owners need to be, they need to be more friendly and more open to non-Caucasian uh, visitors. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. And uh, the, the pro by the way, I, I don't fully agree that naturism is in decline. I think there's a lot of clubs that are in decline because of those uh, old owners who are stuck in the 50s and 60s, and not just in their attitude towards minorities, but their attitude towards uh, customer service and naturism and the world in general and how they run their business. Uh, there's a lot of problems with a lot of clubs, but you can see a lot of growth in naturism in the more modern clubs and resorts and the newer clubs and um, the nude cruises and uh, some of the places that have been built in recent years. Um, what about you, Andre? What would you suggest to a club? What would you recommend if they want to attract more visible minorities? Oh, that's a very hard question. I think, like how like what you've done for yourself is by having pictures on on your um, on your website. I think it's just I think no matter what, it's, it's going to be the same tact. Of you have to be visible, has to be visible. It needs to be clear that people of ethnicities are welcome, even though it already is. It needs to be more visible. Maybe not just in pictures, but possibly even in text. And and I don't know. Maybe if the club has a mission statement, maybe have a include that people of ethnic minorities are welcome. Maybe mention it somewhere in the actual literally in text mention it in the marketing. If the clubs have like club rules, maybe make make it clear in the club rules that FMRs are welcome. I think you need I think clubs have to be quite blatant about it and 
not just place, but also persistent as well. Because if not, something's going to kill in the same way as dangerous has tried for years to separate nature from well, sex and there are sex swingers. I think this is something that isn't going to be cleared up overnight. So natures have to be clubs uh, and the results have to be persistent, clear and consistent about the message in the marketing, in the text, and even how to talk in general to people who want to be interested in joining the club. I do like the idea of having something in writing about uh, the fact that everyone is welcome and that uh, there's no discrimination. Uh, um, I mean, it's too bad that we have to specify that we don't discriminate based on, uh, you know, uh, race or uh, gender or sexual preference and all that stuff. But uh, perhaps if we put it in writing, it will clarify any doubts people have that because if they look at the marketing or the composition of current clubs, it certainly does look like we don't welcome minorities. I think that's that was, that's very valuable. Uh, it, it lets the person visiting right up, right away know that uh, this is what we believe and this is what we stand for. But also, I do believe in you know having standards and things like that. But having a policy up front, hey, this is what we believe in and this is who we are. That's a great idea. Of course, even if we have all the marketing materials right and the right representation and the right message. We still have the problem of reaching the visible minorities in our marketing. How how can we reach them? Hmm. I, I would have to say, be maybe they should market themselves in that community. Um, actually, you really need kind of an an ambassador who is already a uh, a natures of that you know who is not white to go out there and try to get members, but essentially. The biggest thing I can say is just be welcoming, friendly, open, and you, you'll get those members. And as society changes, uh, you'll start to see more minorities uh, at naturist and nudist parks. Yes, I certainly hope that society keeps changing and going in the right direction. I mean, I'd like to get to a point where all these uh, visible differences that make visible minorities become so irrelevant that they're like eye color or uh, hair color and you can just say hey that's a really nice you know skin color you've got or just the way you might say you got you have a really nice eye color or nice hair or something like that and we no longer think of them as different just as parts that make us unique in some ways uh, America uh, I believe you know in here in, in Canada and the United States you know we've had great great changes you know here in america we have an african-american president but on some level we we have to there's a lot that we need to improve upon well thank you very much george and andre i really appreciate your time hopefully this uh discussion that we've had will help everyone better understand visible minorities and uh, how we can help them feel welcome in naturism Well, that's all for this episode of The Naturist Living Show. Thank you again for listening. You can find links to all of the items that I mentioned in the show uh, on the show notes, which are found on the website, which is at naturistliving.bareoaks.ca. Just dots, not slashes. Please keep sending all your comments and your suggestions as well. Um, I really do appreciate them, as you heard in this show. 
The show's email address is also naturistliving at bareoaks.ca. That's B-A-R-E dot C-A. Join us again in about a month for the next episode of The Naturist Living Show. This episode of The Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. Traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca.